Hello, I'm Rhonda Nowak for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. This is the Literary Gardener for April 8th, 2021. The topic this time is Bye Bye Lawn, Hello Kitchen Garden. A beautiful kitchen garden at the season's peak can seem like it's made of a million things, but underneath the overflowing herbs, vining tomatoes, and bright flowers are just four key structures. These essentials include raised beds, trellises, borders, and pathways. Nicole John Z. Burke, Kitchen Garden Revival, 2020. Last week, I talked about finding the best location for a new raised bed kitchen garden. This week, I want to focus on the next steps in the process of creating a kitchen garden by focusing on laying out the garden, building and installing the four structural elements of the garden, and filling the beds with a soil mixture that will help the plants thrive. First, I marked off the entire garden area with stakes and string. We're converting most of a 20 feet wide by 25 feet long lawn area in the backyard for our kitchen garden, which will include twin raised beds that are four feet wide by eight feet long, a trellis and a three feet wide path in between and around the beds set off from the grassy area with a durable border. With those measurements, I staked off a garden area centered in the lawn that's 17 feet wide by 14 feet long. Next, I'll lay down landscape cloth over the grass. I could also remove the grass first, install the borders around the perimeter of the cloth, and add pea gravel to level off the area and provide good drainage. Another important reason to add gravel is to protect the bottom of wooden raised beds from rotting. Burke says to calculate the amount of gravel needed by finding the total garden area. In my case, it's 17 feet by 14 feet equals a total of 238 feet. And then dividing that number by four to get the total cubic feet. I divided 238 by 4 to get 59.5 cubic feet, and then dividing that number by 27 to get the total yards of gravel needed. I divided 59.5 by 27 to get 2.2 yards. Once that's done, I'll stake out the raised beds to get a good visual of the garden layout so I can make adjustments if needed. Then it's time to build the raised beds. I'm using cedar wood because it's natural, durable, beautiful, and sustainable. It's not cheap, though. I spent $450 for 20 2-inch thick by 6-inch wide by 8 feet long cedar planks, plus 10 1-inch thick by 6-inch wide by 8 feet long planks for trim. I also need 1.5-inch deck screws and 1-inch finishing screws to put the beds together. For the raised beds in our hoop house, we saved money by buying rough-cut cedar planks that are 12 inches wide. However, for this kitchen garden, we want a smoother look to the beds to match the wood of the surrounding buildings and fences. It's important to make sure the beds are level when they're placed in the garden area. Adding more pea gravel underneath the beds in particular spots is a good way to accomplish this. 
Once the raised beds are positioned and leveled, the next step is to install the trellis by using a measuring tape to place the trellis in the middle of the two beds and equal distances from the sides of the beds. We're using a metal trellis that will arch over the pathway in between the beds. It's a good idea to secure the base of the trellis with gravel at the bottom of the raised beds and or by staking the trellis. Next comes one of my favorite parts of creating a new raised bed garden, and that is filling the bed with soil. There are two options for raised bed soil, using topsoil from your own land or bringing in topsoil from elsewhere. We don't have extra topsoil laying around our property in Medford, so we'll use topsoil from a local source. Burke recommends a mixture of 33% topsoil, 33% compost, and 33% coarse sand. The topsoil adds structure, the compost adds organic matter, and the sand adds drainage. This mixture creates a fertile sandy loam that provides moisture and nutrients to plants and is porous enough for air circulation and to allow plant roots to grow freely. We use this, this mixture for our raised beds in the hoop house and I've been pleased with the results so far. To calculate the amount of fill you need for your raised beds, first multiply length times width times height to get the cubic feet of each bed. In my case, it was eight by four by two equals 64 cubic feet. And then add the cubic feet of each bed together to get the total cubic feet. 64 by two beds equals 128 total cubic feet. Divide that number by 27 to get the total cubic yards. 128 divided by 7 equals 4.74 yards. Then divide that number by 3 to determine the yardage needed for each component of the soil mixture. 4.74 divided by 3 equals 1.58 yards each of topsoil, compost, and coarse sand. I'll actually need a little less than this because I'm leaving a couple of inches of space at the top of the beds and I'm filling the bottom of the beds with a few inches of gravel to help secure the trellis. I'll need to adjust my gravel calculations accordingly. When filling raised beds with soil, it's helpful to protect the rim of the beds with cloth to keep them from getting dirty or marred from the shovel. It's also a good idea to water the soil as the beds are filled to allow the soil to settle before planting. Also, make sure the soil is level in the bed by raking it even. The last part of the installation work is setting up irrigation. Actually, this part needs to be figured out sooner if an underground irrigation system is used underneath the beds. For our kitchen garden, we're using a drip hose attached to a nearby spigot. Most edible plants need consistent water to produce well, so I don't recommend hand watering unless you have a lot of time to devote to it. Now that the garden beds are set up, stay tuned for the really fun parts, planting and growing your kitchen garden. So my garden to-do list this week includes preparing my kitchen garden area and building the new raised beds, continuing the process of sowing seeds and pricking out, potting up, and hardening off seedlings, 
planting out cool season seedlings and keeping them moist, warm weather and no rain in the forecast for the next 10 days, so that will be important, and I'll be sure to keep my row cloth handy for cold nights. And that's it for the Literary Gardener this time. Thanks so much for listening, and happy gardening. Mm-hmm.